0: Not raising prices often enough and just keeping the same prices for a long period of time, years in some cases, is a huge mistake that I see made all of the time. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm gonna help you transform your business starting today. You've got questions about pricing. I've got answers. What do you say we put the two together before we dive into the episode today though i wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular entirely free and very useful ebook it's called the seven day booking boost and that's exactly what it is well it's actually that and a whole lot more it's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day the initial result of that being more bookings for you and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're gonna get. Now it's brand new, it's brand new edition, it's rather beautiful and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Pricing, my favorite topic to talk about. Turns out it's been on people's minds a little bit recently, judging by the questions that I've seen asked both in my own Facebook group from my clients and in some other Facebook groups and forums That I tend to frequent. Great news for me, like I said, because as you know, pricing is one of the core fundamental things about business that I focus on and yet is still, despite all my efforts, one of the biggest problem areas for independent beauty business owners just like you. So what we've done is we've kind of scoured all of the uh, groups and forums and taken the key questions, the questions that we've seen asked most often, and we've put them together in this episode, and I shall attempt to answer them now. So if you're ready, strap in and let's get all your pricing questions sorted out. So what are the biggest frustrations that people have, that you guys have when it comes to pricing? Well, obviously, the, the big question, what to charge? Now, what I found when really any independent business owner thinks about this is it gets really into your head. Okay. You get kind of fixated on what your competition charges. You get fixated on, you know, what your salon has and is and isn't versus other salons in your area or other skin clinics or other spas. You know, you get into that kind of comparisonitis side of things. And then the other big thing, the other big worry, I guess, when it comes to pricing, certainly from a point of view of changing your prices, which usually means raising your prices, is what happens if your clients don't like it? What happens if you lose clients? But instead, what we really want, or any of us really want, is just we want to get paid properly for our time, okay? We want to also make a profit. In fact, we want to get paid properly and we want to make a profit as well. We want to be able to do things for ourselves and have holidays and all that kind of thing without A, the guilt of kind of leaving our businesses for a bit, but also without the guilt of If we're doing something else and not in our business, we're not earning money for that time, but we've kind of preloaded that. So we've kind of built up the profit and that's fine. And that's in our business, meaning we can take time off, we can take holidays, we can have breaks uh, from our business without the guilt. And also, we want to be able to put money aside. You know, you're taking a big risk. You're a business owner, you're taking a big risk by going out there and doing this on your own, being that entrepreneur in your own world. So, really if you're taking the risk there should absolutely be some significant reward there as well so when it comes to the mistakes that i see made most often okay first of all the big one no pricing strategy at all okay i have talked about this ad nauseum many many times and there are really four key mistake pricing methods that i see beauty business owners making all the time one of those Um, probably the least bad is cost-based pricing. This is basically where you take your costs and you base your prices on these. Now, a couple of big problems here. Uh, First of all, your costs have nothing to do with the value of your treatments, over and above the fact that obviously you should be covering your costs. Now, like I said, this is the least bad because at least this shows you've given some thought to your costs to make sure that you're charging more than them. However, again, more often than not, I find that people haven't included the right things in their cost, they've excluded things. So it's not really a kind of perfect size either. And um, the next big mistake, probably the most common mistake that I see, which is also the most dangerous, is competitor based pricing. So this is where you basically pre- base your prices on what your competition is charging around the corner down the road, all those kind of things. Now, that's dangerous because you don't know what they've based their prices on. Their prices could be completely wrong. Also, you don't know what their costs are. Their costs could be significantly different to you. So hugely dangerous. If that's what you did, big alarm bells, warning sirens should be going off. Then the other two methods of pricing I see are what I call best guess pricing, which is what just someone's going to ask. This is what I think people want to pay. And then the other one is finger in the air pricing, which is basically something along the lines of, oh, well, this is what I used to charge. I will charge a little bit more or a little bit less, depending on lots of different factors. None of them are correct. They're all wrong. And that is the biggest thing that I see mistakes with across the industry. Now, the other one, as part of that, is not understanding your own costs, not understanding all of your costs, and not understanding exactly what they are and how they apply. That's a huge mistake that I see that really can make a huge dent in the profits that you make from your own business, including wiping them out entirely. Um, And the next thing is not raising prices quickly enough, okay? If you've not raised your prices for a significant period of time, chances are it's time to raise your prices and you shouldn't get in your head around all this. I'm going to come on to this in a second, so I don't want to get too deep into this, but not raising prices often enough and just keeping the same prices for a long period of time, years in some cases, is a huge mistake that I see made all of the time. So like I said, this has become a topic, again, that's kind of raised its head and seems to be on a lot of people's minds. I guess now we've kind of come out the, the, the global craziness that we've had for the past, nearly two years, I suppose, going on now. So people are starting to think, okay, well, it's settling down a bit. You know, what should I be looking at in terms of pricing? So let's cover all of these main questions. So first of all, what to charge, okay? How much should you charge? Now, I've mentioned there are a couple of ways you shouldn't charge. And if you haven't heard me say it before, then absolutely the only, only, only way to charge and base your prices is called value-based pricing. It's the only way that you're going to hit the maximum amount of revenue and the maximum profit for the treatments you offer and you perform in your particular business, in your particular area, with your particular clients. Okay? Now, I have covered value-based pricing in detail in an episode of this podcast way back at the beginning because that was so important, such a key pillar thing. I'm actually surprised that I haven't done another episode on it since then, but it's way back in episode 11. It's called The Right Way to Price Your Treatments. And in there, I fully explain why this is the best way to price and the only way that you're going to get your maximum revenue. Now, in that episode, I explain all the details as to why, but if you simply want me to walk you through pricing your treatments for maximum revenue and therefore maximum profits, I decided to create an entire course, an entire program where I walk you through this step by step. It's called Perfect Pricing for Profits. It's an absolute bargain at £195. It will pay you back over and over and over. It will pay you back inside of a couple of weeks and then it will keep paying you back over and over and over again. So it's £195 to buy. You can go and check that out on my website. But we've actually included that whole course in Beauty Business Secrets Pro, which is my membership that you can go and join. And that's just £39 a month. So you could actually go and join for £39. You could do the whole Perfect Pricing for Profits course. And then if that's all you need, you can leave. I think you'll stick around because we have so much fun in there. And there's so much other things going on. But if that's what you want to do, then great. And then it's even more of a bargain. So if you want to go and check that out, that is at www.beautybusinesssecrets.co forward slash price. That'll take you to the page with all the information about perfect pricing for profits and you can either buy it and it's yours forever or you can come and join us in Beauty Business Secrets Pro information on that page as well and you can pay as little as £39 a month. So that's kind of the big one. That's kind of how to price your treatments. Now, way more there than I can cover in a single episode. That's why I've created the course. And if you want to find out more about value-based pricing to give you more of an idea, go and check out episode 11 of this very podcast. So moving on there, what are the other questions that have been coming up? Okay. Well, the next one that's kind of come up is, should I increase prices? Okay. This is a question that, that I've probably seen most recently coming up most often. And um there are some very simple answers to this. First of all, if you're even asking this question, then the chances are that the answer is almost certainly yes. I tend to find that when a salon owner starts asking this question, there are a number of ways to prove whether you can or you can't. But nine times out of 10, I find that when we've done that analysis, chances are it's time to raise your prices anyway. So some other key kind of clues to this, if you are 80% booked for, say the last four weeks, then you absolutely should be raising your prices. Okay. If your clients are telling you to raise your prices, and they probably won't come along and say, Hey, you should put your prices up, but they will be saying things like, Oh, great, still the same price, something like that. Okay. That's an indication that you should be raising your prices. And also, if you've not raised your prices for more than 12 months, then that's again, more than likely a good indicator that you should raise your prices. Now, again, this is such an important topic. That I did another whole episode of this podcast all about when is the right time to raise your prices, where I believe I walk you through my entire process for strategically and mathematically working out exactly when is the right time to raise your prices. And neatly, it follows the other episode that I just mentioned. In fact, it's episode number 12. It's called When to Raise Your Prices. And I talk about everything in detail in there. And incidentally, that whole method is covered also inside of my Perfect Pricing for Profits course. Now, the next question that comes up very often is, how often should you raise your prices? Or the kind of the, the side question there of, you know, how often is too often to raise your prices? Now, the thing I want you to remember here, without getting too economicsy on you, is that price is a function of supply and demand, okay? We can all get in, into our heads about, you know, what we should and shouldn't charge and all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, the price of any commodity, anything that you buy is massively dictated by the level of supply and demand. Okay. And in short, if there's more supply than there is demand, then the price will either stay the same or potentially even go down. And that does depend slightly on the product itself. However, when demand exceeds supply, that's when the price goes up. Nine times out of 10. Okay. Should be exactly the same with you. If you are busy most of the time, then you can raise your prices. Completely up to you how much to raise them by. Again, we have formulas for doing this, but it's down to you whether you should. So there is no kind of hard and fast rule as to how often is too often to raise your prices. Typically speaking, people tend to raise them once every 12 months. However, I have in the past with businesses, even big businesses, I've raised them two, even three times inside of 12 months in a couple of cases. Now, the other thing to remember is you don't have to raise all your prices at once. You don't have to have a big global sweeping price change. The benefit here is that less and less we have printed price lists. So I've actually had people not raise prices before when they know they should simply because they had a stack of price lists in kind of a back cupboard somewhere and they didn't want to waste them, which is crazy because they're holding themselves back from making more profit, which would massively have paid for any amount of price lists that are sat in the back. And yes, there's an environmental question here. But the good news is, is that most people don't have printed price lists anymore. So you can change prices very, very easily because it's probably only on your website and on your Facebook page and on your Google My Business profile and a few other places as well. So as long as you make sure you change them in all the same places and they're the same across the board, then you're fine. But you don't have to change all your prices, okay? You could change just a few treatments, okay? You can do this strategically. So if it's the treatments that are most common, and again, that law of supply and demand has come in and you notice that, for example, one particular facial just kind of is outselling everything else that you do by miles, you know, just put that price up. And that one tiny price increase will have a huge effect across your entire business because you're doing so many of those treatments. So that's another way of doing it. You don't have to raise all your prices all at the same time. And then people won't necessarily notice. And that whole issue becomes a lot easier. But then that moves us on to the next question that comes up of how to tell people about price increases. Now, couple of schools of thought on this, and I've seen a lot of this going on in the discussions. First of all, you don't have to tell people about a price increase. And an example that I see given a lot is supermarkets don't tell people, they don't send an email out when they change the prices of some of their products. Now, this comes back again to what I was just saying a second ago, where you don't need to change all of your prices all at once. If you change them individually, you can change them much more frequently by smaller amounts and nobody will notice and therefore nobody will care However, you will be making extra little bits of money for every single treatment that you do. So first of all, you don't have to tell everyone about it. However, there are some exceptions to this rule. One of them being where you do have a big kind of global price increase across the board and you increase all of your prices. Then I think it's a good idea to let your clients know. However, you should never, ever, ever apologize for a price increase or justify a price increase. So I never want to see you going, I'm terribly sorry, Mr. Client. I've had to increase my prices by so-and-so. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody cares. And that is only going to sound like you are not confident in your prices. Secondly, no one wants to hear, oh, I had to raise my prices because my uh, rent's gone up or my product prices have gone up. Nobody cares again. So whenever you want to let people know about your price increases because you've done a big global one, tell them as a celebration. So instead of going, I'm very, very sorry, my prices have had to go up. Instead, send a message out however you want to message people, email, WhatsApp, uh, text message, Facebook message, however you communicate with your clients. But instead it's, hey, great news, new price list available starting on whatever date. That way they know there's a new price list. So the ball's in their court to go and have a look at it. They know exactly when it kicks in. Now, if it's, like I said, a big price increase, you've already got existing bookings in, do make it clear where, whether those existing bookings will be priced at the old price, or at the new price, just so people know. But again, nine times out of 10, people will not notice a price increase. And even if they do, and I've had this happen so many times, the people who comment on the price increase will just comment on it and still continue to book in those treatments. Okay. So, Tell people about it if it's a big global one, if you want to. Give them a decent bit of notice, but always make it sound like a celebration. And another thing you can do as well is if you have added any new treatments on recently, you can make those the feature of the new price increase. So it can be something along the lines of great news. We've got a new price list coming out on October the 15th, including brand new treatments of this, 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 and this. So immediately they see that you've added new things, if that's the right thing to do, more on that in a second. And that becomes the focus rather than the price change. Now, the next question I saw, which I was really, really pleased about seeing, was someone asked the question of what profit margin should I be looking at for my treatments? Now, I have to say, I love this question and I sent them a message when I saw this because this shows that the industry is getting much more savvy for about the business side of this being a business first, because I think five years ago, I would never have seen someone asking about profit margin. So that just shows that people are getting more savvy about the business side, which is great. However, in terms of what profit margin you should be looking for from your treatments, it does massively depend, okay? Now, first of all, let's be totally clear on this. The price you charge for your treatments should cover the following costs. It should cover the treatment costs, i.e. what it costs you, to provide this treatment. It should also cover this treatment's share of your overheads or your fixed costs. Okay. So it needs to cover both of those costs. Also, it needs to cover your wage costs. And yes, your wage costs, even if it's you performing those treatments, you are a cost in your own business. And just as if you were your own employee, which you kind of are, you need to build your wage costs for delivering that treatment into the treatment itself. So your treatment should cover treatment costs to provide the treatment, plus the treatment's share of your overheads, plus the wage costs to provide this treatment, and then it should have the profit margin on top of all that. No, your wage costs should not come out of the profit. The profit should be on top of that. Now then, different treatments in this industry have wildly different potential profit margins. Okay. At one end, you've got a a typical beauty salon, I should say, because these get very skewed when you're talking about aesthetics and things like that. So of a typical beauty business, you've got things like a a full body massage. Okay. Non-branded full body massage, product costs very, very low. Uh, wage costs reasonable, overhead costs fairly reasonable as well. So the profit margin on that should be fairly high, should be around 50, 60%, something like that. So what I'm saying profit margin is that is the amount of money on top of covering all those costs, treatment costs, overheads and wages. So it's the amount of money on top of all that that you get to keep after those costs have been paid. Does that make sense? And then you've got other treatments which are traditionally, again, there are lots of variations to this rule, but traditionally very low Profit margins, And these are things like nail treatments, which can be as low as say 12% profit margins. That means on top of all those costs that it got paid for, you're only making 12% of the overall price that you're charging on top of that. Now, typically, I try to aim for around 20% profit. But like I said, that's an average, and it should be averaged out across your treatment menu, with some being higher and some being lower. Okay. So as long as you are making a profit on all of your treatments, you are okay. However, you do want to push that kind of envelope as much as possible. and Just make sure you are making a tiny bit uh, more profit as much as you can on each treatment. At the end of the day, if you listen to the episode number 11, I will explain how a 5% increase in price of a treatment will increase your profits by 28% on average. Okay. So that's really, really important to remember. Next question that I see asked quite a lot is, should you ever do a treatment at a loss? Now, this may sound a crazy question to ask, but it's actually a really smart question and it's something that happens all the time. Now, like I just said, when I was talking about profit margin, I tend to aim for an average profit margin across an entire treatment menu of around 20%. Okay, if it's below that, start to get a bit nervous above that quite happy but below that too much and i start to get increasingly more nervous as an average now in terms of individual treatments if i ever see a treatment on a menu that is 5% margin in fact five between 5 and 10% start to get a bit nervous around that treatment below 5% i massively question whether there's any point in having that treatment on the menu there are some exceptions and i'll go through those in a second but I do not believe you should ever have a treatment on your menu that does not make a positive margin of some description. Yes, some treatments will have lower margins than others, okay? But you should never do one that has a lower than positive margin because if you've got a negative margin on treatment, what that means is when you perform that treatment, it costs you money to perform that treatment. You will be better off not doing that treatment. So you would be better off turning around to your client and saying, I'm terribly sorry, Mrs. Clients. I'm not going to do that treatment because it's going to cost me more money to do it on you than if I were just not to do it at all. Obviously, you wouldn't say that, but that's basically what I'm talking about here. Now, I will get argued with on this point, I am sure by a lot of people, because some people will claim words like loss leader. Okay. And this is around the idea of well, if you do a treatment and it costs you money, but it gets you a new client, then overall, You should be better off. And that's technically true. And yes, I talk about the lifetime client value quite a lot. However, you need to be as certain as certain can be that providing that treatment at less than a positive margin is guaranteed to result in that client coming back again to have something else at a positive margin. Okay. So the only time that I would suggest that you can do a treatment. Where it has a negative margin, i.e., it costs you money to deliver that treatment, is where it is sold as either part of a package or part of a course where it's guaranteed that that client is going to come back again and spend more money. If not, then you could potentially be paying for new clients to come and have treatments with you, which doesn't seem like very sensible business advice to me. So you need to be as sure as you can be using whatever promotional sales mechanism that you have, that you've decided on, that that client is going to come back guaranteed. And that's the only time that I suggest that you could do a treatment and actually have it cost you money. But generally speaking, your treatments should always cover their costs. Now, like I said, you will have some treatments that have lower margins than others, and some of them very low margins, but sometimes they're worth having on your menu because they are what I call convenience-based treatments. And what I mean by that is those treatments. Enable your clients to come in for higher margin-based treatments. And the an example here is always um, nail treatments. Okay. Typically lower margin. Not always the case, granted, typically lower margin. But if you didn't offer those treatments, potentially you will have clients who wouldn't come to you for a facial because they can come to you. And it's part of the convenience of coming to you for their facial that they can also have their nails done at the same time. If you didn't offer that as a service, they may be forced or choose to go somewhere else. So by having those lower margin treatments allows you to have the higher margin treatments. Then when you put the two together, they average out. So that is why you can't just dismiss a treatment for it being lower margin. However, if you can shift to only having higher margin treatments, then all the better. Now, another question that gets asked a lot is, should I add more treatments? Now, this is not typically a price-related question, but price tends to come up around price lists, and this is always a question that kind of gets bundled in around there. Should you add more treatments to your treatment menu? Okay, now I would say here, uh, and I've kind of got even more certain about this as time's gone on, but always look at removing treatments from your menu before you go anywhere near adding treatments. Now, this comes back to a mindset for business owners where we think, okay, well, Maybe I've hit a bit of a a plateau or a rut with getting new clients. And it's very easy to think: well, if I bring on a new treatment range or a new product range or I start doing a different type of treatment, that will bring in new clients to the business. However, if you start doing new treatments, first of all, you've got to educate your existing clients. Some of those may take up the new treatments, which is good. But potentially you might have to go out and start looking at whole different ways of marketing to new clients to come in for those other treatments, which gets complicated. However, chances are you've got some treatments on your treatment menu that you're only doing a few treatments of, likely lower margin treatments. Potentially they come with costs as well because you need to be trained in them, you need to have the equipment, you need to have the products, all those kind of things. So actually, before I go anywhere near adding treatments to increase revenue, I actually look at removing treatments first because whenever I do this exercise of of looking at a client's pricing, when I do it one-to-one with my clients, we always identify one or two treatments that can just be removed from the treatment menu, making their lives easier, meaning they don't have to buy product, meaning they can potentially get rid of equipment, things like that that will actually much more quickly and definitely remove cost and therefore increase Overall profits and overall revenue in the business. So, before you go looking at adding treatments, always, always, always look at what you can remove from your business as well. Now, incidentally, part of that whole process of looking at that and seeing what treatments you can remove is something that's covered in the perfect pricing for profits course, because throughout that, you actually create an entire pricing table. And we look at all of your treatments and we actually look at which ones are making you money, which ones aren't, which are costing you money, which ones really aren't worth having on. Okay. So always look at removing things before you looking at adding things again. So those are the main questions that I saw asked a lot. So quickly to recap then, number one, price based on your value. It's the only way to price. As far as I'm concerned, it's the only way to guarantee maximum revenue for every single treatment that you do. Number two, don't be afraid to raise your prices. If you're even thinking about raising prices, if it's got into your head, the chances are it's time to raise your prices. So go back and listen to that section where I cover the three or four clear indicators that it's time to raise your price. If they apply to you, chances are it is. Okay. And if you want a foolproof method to guarantee strategically that it's the right time, go back and check out episode 12 of this podcast and I will take you through that whole process. And number three, it's almost always a bigger issue in your head than it is in your client's all around pricing. I guarantee you as a business owner will spend far more time worrying and thinking and stressing about your prices than your clients ever do all put together. So don't let it be something that holds you back. Now, in this episode, we've answered the biggest questions, the main questions that most people have had around pricing and price increases and stuff like that. However, like I said, if you just want the easiest, most straightforward way to perfectly price your treatments for maximum profit in your business so that every treatment you do makes you the most money it can. And therefore you get basically paid more for doing the same amount of work. Go and check out my perfect pricing for profits course. Like I said, you can buy the whole thing and it's yours forever. And you can go through it multiple times, many times as you want for 195 pounds. Or if you join Beauty Business Secrets Pro, it is yours as part of that membership, and it's only £39 a month. And just so you know, we measured the average increase that we've got over the years from people taking that course, and we're still on average of around about 28% increase in profit. So simply doing the course and putting the stuff in place in your business will increase your profit by around 28%, if not more. Okay, so that is everything I have for you. If you want to go and check out those courses, just go to beautybusinesssecrets.co forward slash price. That's got all the information about the pricing course. And if you want to join uh, Beauty Business Secrets Pro, all you need to do is go to beautybusinesssecrets.co forward slash pro and all the information you need for that is there. And I look forward to you being part of the group. Okay. So that's it from me for this week. I hope that's helped you with your main questions on price. I'll be back again next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.